Three Messages, Three Groups, written and narrated by Jared Thurman. Seventh-day Adventists and the Three Angels' Messages of Revelation 14 are often thought of synonymously. And for years, the very logo of the movement depicted three angels flying in mid-heaven with a message for all the world. Historically, we have believed that the first angel's message went out to the early Advent believers of the 1800s. And following that first message, the second message is a call to come out of Babylon or the confused religions of the world. But we even believe that the third angel's message began to be heard in different parts of the world, but that its widest impact was somehow limited until the future. But what if we could look at these messages in an entirely new way, in a future context in which each message takes on new meaning? We don't have to look far to see a future moment for these messages. In early writings, we read these words, and I'm quoting, When the messages of the three angels come prominently before the world again, just before the second advent of Christ, the angel of Revelation 18.1 joins in the proclamation of the second angel in the message that Babylon has fallen, come out of her, my people. So Adventists find their roots and meaning in history. And I'm not here to debate that, but I suggest that sometimes we lose our prophetic relevance by keeping in the past things that should have fresh application in our current reality. These three messages should be heard collectively and sequentially. They point out that God is asking us all to decide about whom we worship before the judgment is pronounced on the whole world. So there's the first angel. It says this, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come. And it says, And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and springs of water. That's Revelation 14, 6 and 7. This message I believe it's a call to fear God, and Solomon wrote that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil in Proverbs 8, 13. So this message is a call to give glory to God, but how do we do that? Jesus said, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. That's in John 15, 8. And the fruit of the Spirit comes from our complete surrender to the Holy Spirit, the result of embracing this message. And then it makes it clear who would understand this message. Those who believe in judgment and in the creator of the heavens and the earth. And I don't know any group in the world that makes more sense of this message than Seventh-day Adventists do. It also makes sense that if a message goes out, it gets people to join a movement that then swells and moves to step two. And no other religious group believes in the judgment hour message, calls people to give God glory, and celebrates God as creator of heaven and earth every seventh day. This first message has been taken up earnestly by Seventh-day Adventists all around the world, and specifically the Seventh-day Adventist Church, as we seek to, to look at evil in a way that many don't and honor the Creator by giving Him glory, doing all this in the context that time won't last forever and believing in the current ongoing judgment of the living, which is a concept many don't believe in. Who gives this message around the world? 
individuals who have received it, who identify with the movement, and who in love and mercy give it by example, by pen, and by voice. Okay, so that's the first angel. Now we go to the second. It says this, and another angel followed, saying, Babylon has fallen, has fallen that great city, because she has made all the nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. That's Revelation 14.8. This message is deadly serious. It's a clear announcement that religion has become corrupted and that God will not tolerate false religion much longer. This is his call to those now awakened by the first angel, those who accepted that first message. They go out and declare to their friends in Babylon, historically identified as the fallen churches of Christendom, and those who rejected the everlasting gospel message. And in his mercy, God gives them another warning that this message is for them. And we're told many will listen to this message that their belief system somehow has become corrupt. And deep down, they may have felt that something is not right. And now, more than ever, they know it isn't. All right, now we go to the third message. This last message, uh, it goes to anyone, anywhere, to all the world. It's almost as if anyone who didn't understand the first message or didn't answer the call of the second, they're told this last one is for you and God in his mercy is addressing you. The third angel begins with a warning that has an urgency like no other. And it's a call either to allow God to save you or for you to try and save yourself. And God is clear, salvation is a matter of worship. Because of the faithful call of friends and family and many who now hear the call will exit the fallen churches and their mistaken worship and join with the Advent movement, going out together to give the last message to the world. And this third message is intensified by the call of a fourth angel who repeats mightily the cry of the second and as the warning of the imminent seven last plagues, because it says, and I'm quoting, after these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, unless you receive of her plagues. And it says, for her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Revelation 18, 1 to 5. The message goes to all who have ever professed to be followers of Christ, to all who have ever heard and resisted the Holy Spirit's whisper. And this goes to people everywhere who are still part of the religious, ideological, spiritual confusion that is Babylon. To those who profess no faith or faith that has nothing to do with the God of the Bible. And in God's mercy, he gives every human being alive one last opportunity to hear and see the message in living color. And then everyone will either choose to stand with God's people or insist on venturing forward on their own, trying to save themselves. And you and I have the opportunity to get on the action. Jesus' invitation is, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him, dine with him, and he with me. That's Revelation 3.20.